Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey there. I'm so glad to be back with you here today. And being the personal growth nerd <laughs> that I am, I am geeking out about talking with you about mindset. That's right. If you're here seeing the title, odds are you not only want to have an Etsy shop, you want to have a successful Etsy shop. And you probably ultimately have the goal of building a full-time Etsy shop. That is awesome. I totally believe you can do it. I don't think Etsy is too crowded or saturated at all. I think as much as it's growing with sellers, it's also growing with shoppers. You may need to make some tweaks product-wise or more generally in your shop, but the bulk of the work needed to position yourself for a full-time Etsy business is completely in your thought process and mindset. Now, I promise I'm not going to go all woo-woo on you today. Frankly, that's just not really my jam. I'm being totally practical when I say that the way you think will be critical to the success of your shop. So that being said, let's jump into the five mindsets you will need to hone as you make your way toward becoming a full-time Etsy seller. Number one, everything is figureoutable, coined by Marie Forleo. The most common mistake that new business owners make is that they give up too soon. You're going to hit roadblocks, challenges, dry spells, even catastrophes in your business. It's just one of the realities of entrepreneurship. The key is to adopt the mindset that everything is figure-outable. Always tell yourself, if I don't know the answer now, I can figure it out. We have had to implement this so many different points in our business. I mean, there's literally no way we'd still be in business today if this mindset wasn't basically a mantra for me. Here are some examples where we hit roadblocks and had to figure it out. So, okay, in the very beginning, it was moving from hand cutting our stencils because our designs were too big for a cricket to buying a professional cutter. So that's right. We sat there with an X-Acto knife and a piece of plastic that we bought at Hobby Lobby and traced out our stencils so we could reuse them. It was ridiculous. We eventually figured out that wasn't going to work (laughs) for the volume, and we bought a professional cutter. Then it was upgrading building tools. Um, We make wood signs. And so my husband at some point needed to, he does all the building, and he, he needed to upgrade his tool set so we could develop a higher quality product. And then that also allowed us to raise prices a bit and um, uh, because we were able to compete with a more higher quality. And then we also reduced customer complaints. We eventually got, uh, this is good, we eventually got a local company to make us custom boxes because we were, li- <laughs> we were literally building them out of moving boxes that we bought at Walmart since Uline and other providers didn't make a size that worked for our product. So my husband would spend 45 minutes boxing one 
one of our large 45 by 21 inch signs out of like literally moving boxes that he caught up with a knife and put together. And let me just tell you, 45 minutes was after he knew what he was doing. Like that was after like having a process. It was ridiculous. We had to figure out a better way. (laughs) It was not working. Also, um, at some point, the trends were moving much heavier into framed signs. So we had to pivot from um, only making shiplap pieces and to also including frame signs. And today they make up the majority of our sales. And now we're just getting ready to pivot again, A, because we can sense the market shifting a bit um, in terms of what customers are looking for. And B, because my pretty little hands just can't paint this many signs per day anymore. (laughs) I'm not trying to have any long-term damage here. So we're having to make some changes again. So you'll have to do this too, as your shop develops, you'll have different, a very different set of challenges to work through than we have, but the reality will be the same. You have to stay open-minded and be solution-oriented as a thinker, rather than focusing on all the problems in front of you. The faster you do that, the better. If you know you could use some growth in this area, I actually highly recommend the book, Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. I will link it in the show notes. It's spectacular. And, you know, I'm already a problem solver, but I still really enjoy the book. Number two, be patient. A successful business owner has to develop a mindset of patience. I know that might sound overly simple, like we've been hearing that since we were one, (laughs) but the rate at which people quit Early on with their with their shops or any small business, it proves that most people start with unreasonable expectations and very little patience. So believe me, okay, like I can level with you. I know how nerve wracking this can be if your family really needs the income or you don't have a single additional dollar to spend toward promoting your business more. I would recommend against, so listen to me here, I would recommend against depending on your new or first-time small business to solve immediate financial needs. That rarely works out. You need to find another way to backfill with a different immediate stream of income until you can figure out how to make your shop profitable. You know, Consider something like babysitting or you know, driving for Uber or DoorDash. You can look at Fiverr.com where you can, if you have any kind of graphic design skills or translating skills, anything like that, you can make some extra money doing that. You could sell some things on Facebook Marketplace or use another skill set part-time to earn the money you need right now. Like, I know some of you don't want to hear that, but the truth is, like, I'd rather be totally honest with you. You need to give yourself, you need to be patient and give yourself time to build this thing and not have it be this super stressful, I've got to fix this now um, source of income because that rarely works. Like, honestly, it's amazing how much more creative and open-minded we can become when we we can just take a deep breath and approach our business as a curious problem solver instead of a desperate person. So just my two cents. The truth is that building a business takes time and the seasoned business owner is able to stay patient and focus on longer term potential. And, you know, I think another facet of patience once you're a full-time Etsy seller is also in the way you handle issues that come up. Like there's a mindset shift that happens here too. As you become a more established seller or business owner, daily hassles become little problem solving or creative moments instead of crises. And like, that's not to say there are never crises. They're just less frequent in in the way that we look at it. And we notice ourselves being able to deal with more. So be patient with yourself and your results and you just keep going. And so long as you don't quit, you can absolutely still win. This podcast is brought to you by Daily Harvest. You've probably heard of Daily Harvest, right? They make those clean, organic food and smoothie bowls. They're perfect for on the go, and it's definitely made its way through the grapevine. So this is so funny. 
whenever I bring up Daily Harvest with people, they've all heard of it. They're always like, oh, yeah, I've heard of it, but I've never tried it. Is it actually any good? And I love this conversation because I have used Daily Harvest since early 2021. And um, and it's been incredible. I've actually been on a weight loss and maintenance journey for many years. And it's been such a delicious and helpful tool actually to help me stay on track. So in case you haven't heard of it, Daily Harvest is a company that creates organic whole food smoothies and bowls and flatbreads. They are packed with nutrition and really amazing ingredients to help you make great choices for your body. And they have tons of choices that they'll ship to you frozen so you can prepare them when you need them and with so much convenience. So I love the smoothies. I'll blend them up at home and um, I'll use oat or flax milk and the scoop of Primal Kitchen protein powder. And my favorites are the strawberry and peach and the mint and cacao right now. But I actually haven't had a smoothie that I didn't love. I've tried uh, many of them. They're delicious. And then uh, for lunches, I'll use their bowls very often. And I'll make a little extra protein for dinner the night before, you know, throw a little extra chicken or steak or whatever um, on the grill or in the oven and for whatever I'm already cooking. And then I'll put the extra on the bowl the next day for lunch and I'll just have an amazingly healthy and satisfying and delicious meal. And so I always feel really good about these choices. Like I don't have to think about it. It's easy. So for the bowls, my personal favorites right now are the sweet potato and wild rice hash bowl the spinach and shiitake grits. And then there's um, a Brussels sprouts and pad lime Thai bowl with some spice that I, that I always order too. But there's lots of interesting flavor combos to choose from. You really can't go wrong. So just look at the choices and pick flavors that appeal to you. And if you need a convenient but healthy food to keep your body strong and on track, I really feel very confident to suggest you check out Daily Harvest, try your first order. You can actually get $35 off your first order with my link down in the show notes. So go ahead and grab that. If you need a little incentive, do it. They're amazing. You'll be so happy with the quality of their meals. Number three, how can I make my customer's experience unforgettable? I think this is a critical mindset for a full-time Etsy seller. You have to be thinking about your customer. Sometimes in today's world, it can seem like everyone is out for themselves, like especially when you're trying to cancel a flight or return something that didn't work for you. I mean, like, isn't it true? Like, it, it feels like you have to argue your case and brace yourself for disappointment. And I think that's why we gravitate towards companies like Southwest or Amazon, who we trust will allow us to make changes and they're even going to make it easy to do it. And that's where your Etsy shop can really shine. Rather than just focusing on how can I grow my business? which a valid goal, it just shouldn't be your only goal. You can also develop the mindset of how can I make my customer's experience unforgettable? And at first, I'll be honest with you, this shift in thinking for me, it made me a bit uncomfortable because I had thoughts like, gosh, I'm just a tiny business. Like, I can't afford to give away the farm over here. And I would think like in this day and age, what is it even going to take to keep my customers happy? I mean, it seems like everyone's mad all the time, let alone give them an unforgettable experience. But I quickly learned that taking small steps to let my customers know I care about their experience and will take care of them if there's a problem, it was more than enough to surprise and delight them. I mean, a little sad, but like lovely, right? Like, in fact, some of my best shop reviews have come from customers who received a damage or incorrect piece, like they were unhappy, but I was able to turn it around with great service. I think one of the ways that I do this personally is with customer service. Like that's one of the ways I really delight my customers. For every order, I send a thank you note through Etsy convos. Um, it's personalized with their name. I let them know I'm 
honored to make a piece for them. And this is key too. I set the expectation of when I'm going to ship their piece. A huge part of this um, is just like, there aren't any surprises. Like they saw when they ordered this, or hopefully they saw <laughs> this is when this piece is expected to ship. I'm reiterating it with the message that I, that I send them just be like, yeah, I'm going to follow through on this. And then I think, um, you know, I always really try to use a very cheerful tone. I think your tone and how you communicate, like think about when you get a text message and you don't know what the tone is of the sender. You can go down all kinds of rabbit trails. So on Etsy, I work overtime to make sure I sound cheerful and gracious. Like I work overtime to make sure it sounds like in the way I write my messages that I'm truly grateful for their order. I also package the piece thoughtfully. I wrap it in old school brown packing paper or craft paper. I have a branded tag on some jute cord. It's just a really sweet, old timey kind of packaging. And then I have a thank you note with our family picture that I always include to like remind the buyer, you supported a real family. Your piece was made with care. This means the world to us. So you see, like you don't have to give away the farm. <laughs> it was a, it was a relief to learn that an unforgettable experience doesn't necessarily mean freebies and discounts. Just that personalized, caring, boutique type of experience will absolutely do the trick. Number four, it is just as important to work on the business as it is to work in the business. As a solopreneur, you're going to wear so many hats. You know, like most Etsy shop owners, I started my business business by myself with my husband. It was just us. It was a few years before we could really afford to hire help and get some of that time back, um, delegate a little bit. And we actually seasonally, you know, depending on our volume, we still ebb and flow through that. So our what's on our plate work-wise varies. But in those early days when you just kind of crank it out and get everything done yourself, it's really easy to get lost in the business of just completing all the tasks it takes to fill orders. What I want to remind you today is that you have to make time to also build your business, work on your business, so that one day you will be able to hire help and have that life of freedom that you started your business to get. There are multiple pieces to this, but first of all, you need to schedule a block of time each week. It doesn't have to be long, but it needs to be consistent. That's the most important piece, a consistent block of time where you are going to be adding more listings, developing your shop, making little tweaks to to you know, get things seen more by the shoppers, um, improving your photos, market your products and do research to figure out your next steps of growth. You're not going to do all of that every week, but you should do a piece of that every week. And if you don't plan this time intentionally, your daily tasks will swallow it right up. So this will also be the time to hone your systems. When you're thinking like a full-time Etsy shop owner, time becomes at least if not more valuable than money. Your time will become more valuable than your money. So your choices of how you spend it will change. And you're going to need to start investing more of your proceeds into tools as you as you help to streamline your, your business processes. You'll need to be constantly perfecting your system, such as batching your work. Uh, my husband is actually, his part is of the business is the building. Um, he does, well, he does building and boxing of our signs. And he, it's a great example of this idea of perfecting systems. So Here's what he, he, he batches his work. I do this too, but he, he does it like a boss. So first, the first task he'll do is source all of the wood he needs from various places. So that's like one task. He does it for all the orders that are current all at the same time. Next task. Then he cuts all of the various boards to size, all of them, all at the same time. Um, you know, he's got the tools out. They're ready to go. He's not wasting time taking it out, putting it away. He's just getting it all. He'll even also build ahead a little bit. Then separate task. He'll construct all of the signs. He builds them all, gets them all put together. And then finally he'll sand everything. 
So he's and he's created um, systems using jigs he's built. They're basically wood tools that help him cut each piece to size, like each time without having to constantly measure. They help him just cut accurately. Um, and so, like I said, I actually do batching too. I'll usually have a prep day where I base paint and stain everything I'm going to use for the next round of orders that need to go out. So it's just all staining and base painting. And then the next day I get all of my stencils ready and put them on the appropriate signs. And then, um, sometimes in that same day, I'll also do the initial painting of the lettering, um, but that's even sub sub batch. I should add this for those of you who aren't maybe naturally process driven. I, I work in color batches. So we offer, you know, something like six different colors for the lettering on our signs. And so I will do all the black signs together. I will do, and then I'll do all the brown or whatever it's going to be because that way I'm not spending as much time cleaning brushes and paint dishes. I'm saving time by, and, and going faster, like an assembly line. Then finally, uh, a whole separate task is doing all the touch up. I go back and touch up again in batches, all of the, all the lettering that I've done. And you know, I could like, I mean, wrapping each piece and boxing them, it's a whole additional process. So, um, we do that as a batch together, like an assembly line that my husband and I will do a few evenings a week to get everything out. So see that too. We, we don't necessarily do it every single day. We leave enough time in our turnaround time so that we can batch that too. The point is like a batching system makes the process go so much faster than if I just did every single piece from beginning to end um, or just did a couple here and there. So as you work on your business, you'll build systems that will help you save your precious time and also prevent waste. So that helps um, save money too. So as a full-time Etsy business owner, you have to be focused on activities that can help you expand and pivot as need be. So make sure you prioritize this in addition to the tasks of fulfilling your orders. Number five, constant personal growth. (laughs) Happy number five. So the most successful business owners adopt a mindset, a mindset of constant growth. They're always asking themselves, what new skills can I obtain to get better? How can we do this process more efficiently with better quality or faster, easier, more affordably? What parts of me need development? Do I need more creative skills? Do I need to be able to write better? What about, you know, do I need to develop customer service? Maybe I need to study up on marketing or if you're running a team leadership, (laughs) do I work well with others getting rid of imposter syndrome? Like, do I need to lose some of that um, fear of man stuff? Am I, am I good at time management? Do I need to work on um, abundance mindset over poverty mindset? That kind of thing. You might study up on other shops on Etsy, read books, listen to podcasts, take courses, or even meet with a mastermind group. These are all ways to constantly grow. True, like, And here's the truth here. Truly, therapy would even fall into this category because the more you work on yourself, the better you will be for your business. You're going to make better decisions. You'll make them faster. And you'll even become more creative as you, you, know, as you work on the parts of yourself that need development. I am a personal growth junkie over here. Like I love it. I am constantly listening to stuff, reading, taking courses. And, you know, just for some of you who are maybe getting started, a few of my favorites that you might enjoy. One of them is um, Jennifer Allwood. She specializes in coaching creative business owners. So great for the Etsy shop owner. Um, She's also a Christian, if that's important to you as well. It's been really fun having someone with similar uh, beliefs to to be coached through. Jenna Kutcher, she's an expert in all things marketing. She's so entertaining, so much content out there. She's amazing. And then also um, Allison J. Prince is another great one. She is like the queen of, of online sales. You will enjoy her thoroughly. They all have podcasts and training programs and books. They've all got stuff you can you can tap into. 
And then otherwise, you know, I'll find experts and resources for the particular areas that I'm trying to develop and grow in next. So the details are going to be different for every person, but the mindset is the same. Pursue constant growth inside yourself. We all have areas we can develop and grow. And as we do, our businesses will grow too. So I hope my five ways to think like a full-time Etsy seller have sparked inspiration and courage in you. If you implement each of them with intentionality, there is no direction to go but forward. And the key takeaway here, you're not going to magically one day have a full-time Etsy shop and realize that, oh, look, I have all these mindsets. Like you, you actually, you get to start developing them now, here, like today. And as you do, your business will develop and grow too. Something can only grow as big as its container. So just become a bigger container with more capacity and your business will grow to fill it. I'm over here cheering you on. I'm eager to help however I can. Let me know what other resources would be helpful as you build, scale, or pivot your Etsy shop. You can do this. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.